Thanks for listening to the AZ, excuse me, the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Put in five bucks, you get $150 in free plays if you're a new customer betting on the NBA. Okay, PJ Brown, the ultimate good luck charm. PJ, thank you a ton for hopping back on here again on short notice, but Arizona women's softball is in the College World Series. Now, I was going back and because this is how I am when Arizona was 0-8 and you know, what's going on here? They can't possibly be this, you know, this, that, and the other. How, PJ, how have we gotten to this point? <laughs> Hi, Mike. Um, it's the, this incredible, fun run that nobody expected. Um, and, and it's been, um, it is a little bit of head scratcher. I will say that. Right. You know, as I was watching this team during the season, it, it was there were a few games where they seemed to put it all together hmm. like a handful of games. And then all of a sudden they go on this run in the postseason. They did the ultimate reset. They just are loose and having fun. There's absolutely no pressure on them this year, right? Because right. they weren't supposed to be here. They were on the fence, even of making the postseason after finishing in a tie for last place right. in the Pac-12. Um, it says a lot of things about this team and the Pac-12 conference. So to unpack it a little bit, um, Pac-12, as we talked about before, is the best conference for softball this year. Mm -hmm. And it has been for a long time. It's just that people didn't realize this year really what was going on. Um, I think that um, it is. You know, they started out the season, they played the two best teams in the conference, which are the two of the best teams in the country in UCLA and ASU. Right. And when you're not right. a, a team that has found itself yet, that's a tough way to start. And so um, and, and they just started clawing back and putting things together. And right now they're just having a lot of fun. And, and see, that's the key. And see, that's the key too. When you watch him too, like, and again, you know, I'm, I'm not an insider like yourself, but just watching him from a distance when it looked like there were times during the regular season when you could just see them pressing a little bit. And that's certainly understandable because you are at the, you know, you're the apex of the college softball world. Things aren't going the way. This probably isn't what you thought you were signing up for. But I think you hit the nail on the head. When you watched when you watched those women yesterday, that was a free and easy bunch. And when those runs started going and when they started extending that lead further and further, you could just see so many of them just like, this is Arizona softball right here. It was just really kind of a moment in time that was special. Absolutely. And, you know, I remember last year they went through um, something where sometime where they struggled too. And. And what they used to always say under Mike Candrea was that, you know, players were on their own islands and they weren't playing together. And now Caitlin Lowe says the same thing, but it, she uses her terminology, right? She right. said they just weren't playing for each other. And I think once they kind of came together, things started changing. And then with the, when postseason play started and they realized like it's zero, zero, everybody's in the same boat. Right. 
that changed everything. Devin Nett said yesterday that yes. after the game, after she pitched that mm-hmm. great game, that after they finished the Stanford series, she was in the bullpen and, and pitching coach Taryn Moet McKinney, one of the greatest pitchers, you know, mm-hmm. in, in right. Arizona history. Fantastic said, name, by the way, as well. I've always loved that name. It's a yeah, great name. It is. Absolutely. It, she told Devin, and Devin was kind of down. She's like, we just had a horrible season, you know, and, mm-hmm. and everything. And, and, and Taryn said to her, listen, this is the fun part. This is what you play for all year. Right. Everybody, everybody starts over, right? Anybody can win. This is why you play the postseason. You play it to have these sort of Cinderella stories. Last year, it was JMU in the World Series who was right. unseated, and everybody got behind that team, and they went on a run. And this year, I can only imagine that everybody's rooting for Arizona. Right. Well, and it's really weird to be like, you know, uh, it, you know, it, it's so weird to have a program that is at the apex of everything. I mean, you look at it and outside of UCLA, the most titles, you've got the best coach of all time. And Arizona is the one that's kind of going in there is, like you said, the underdog, which leads me to my next question. How far can how far can this team go? I mean, Right? You know, it's funny. People have been asking me that. I'm going to Oklahoma City and um, to cover very cool. the World Series. I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, and we have no idea, right? right? Because this is not the team we saw during the season. This is the team we're seeing right now. How far can they go? I don't know. I really don't know. I would imagine that they're going to come against probably some top pitchers mm-hmm. depending how the bracket plays out right they play Oklahoma State to to start out they got a chance against them right I don't know but what happens next when do they face UCLA again or when do they play Oklahoma that's when it gets really tough because they have pitchers who are incredible they're the top pitchers in the country and they can just shut you down. I mean, last year when they went, they faced Montana Fouts right. and she shut them down. Right. And and all you need is one pitcher like that. And usually this is what happens in the in the World Series is you'll have one dominant pitcher and, and that ends up being the story. And so we don't know. And we don't know because the one thing about this team that I noticed yesterday is they know how to adjust. Hmm. So right. In the beginning of the game, you know, it took them till the fourth inning to really hit. But throughout those first three innings, they were extending those at-bats. They were mm. seven, nine pitch at-bats, and they were following off, following off pitches. Which adds up so much after you start looking. You're like, all right, well, your pitch count's already at, you know, 47 yeah. through two or three innings. Right. So they right. did that to the opposing pitcher, but also they saw everything that she had. Right. So everybody's studying this and then they adjust and then they come out in the fourth inning and they just hit, 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 hit. And that's a sign of a team that's playing on all cylinders because it doesn't matter. At some point, they're going to break through. So they got a chance at going fairly far. It just depends how, again, how the bracket um, plays out. And if Hannah Bowen and Devin Nets can keep up this pitching, which has been phenomenal. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that base. By the way, uh, listener Tina, I apologize for not tagging you in the post today. You're in there. You're one of our best. Um, DraftKings Sportsbook app, also one of the best. Put in five bucks, $150 in free plays. Heck, I mean, I don't know. You know, any sport you want, they're going to have 21 and up, Arizona only, gambling issue, call 1 800 next step. Put in five bucks, get 150 bucks in free plays if you bet on the NBA. Okay. I think what's also very, very interesting about this entire thing here is just the base that Arizona has because these women are going to be in it for the long haul right here. Caitlin Lowe is not looking to move anywhere. She's This is her job. You know, Taryn Moe at McKinney, same thing. These are the, these, this is what they wanted to do. And you just you compare and contrast it, and I generally don't like doing this, but I think it's apropos. Look, just look at baseball last year. Jay Johnson was good. But you could always kind of tell, probably had his eyes on something else. That's why I think it's so unique what we've got, what Arizona's got going here. Because PJ, these these coaches are in their dream job. They're not looking to say, "Man, I hope that you know, I hope that UCLA job comes open." No, Caitlin Lowe wants to be here. That's what's got to be also cool about covering this. Oh, absolutely, and that's sort of how it is in softball. I mean, you see, Patty Gasso's been at Oklahoma forever, right? right? And you look around the country and this is what you see. People get these jobs and they stay and they develop these programs. They develop these players and they stay and they win. Mm -hmm. And so that's sort of pretty much how the sport is. And then you take both Caitlin and Taryn, who are alums of this, one of the best programs, if not the best program in the country. And they played here. They were two of the best who ever played, they come back, they coach for Mike Andrea, the legendary Mike yeah. Andrea, and then he handpicks Caitlin to succeed him. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just, it's, it, it is like a great, it's a great sport. It's a great program. And it's sort of the way it should be, right? It's like, it, it they're at it adds so much more to this story. I mean, right. and and when you figure out that this was the season that was supposed to be the growing pains, right? Right. For not only Caitlin stepping into those big shoes, and for the players, and then to go on this run, it's like. It's so much fun. It's just incredible. Is there anything to, I think you hit the nail on the head. Is there anything, and by the way, I've said that three times in our last couple interviews because PJ Brown does hit the nail on the head. By the way, real quick, where can they find all of your work, PJ? Because, uh, listen, this is your one-stop shop for softball for women's basketball right here, and it's not me. It's the the woman that I'm talking to right here. Thanks. Uh, You can find all my stuff uh, at Tucson.com. And you can download the free Wildcaster app. And you can mm-hmm. find all my stuff there, as well as um, stuff on men, Arizona men's basketball, football, baseball, everything from Bruce Pascoe, Michael Lab, Greg Hansen, and the rest of the crew is on the Wildcaster app. It's free. Mm-hmm. And you can find me on Twitter at, at PJBrown09. Okay. When I, uh, when I put out that you were going to be coming back on, Immediately, I had three DMs within about an hour asking for some uh, specific women's basketball talk as well. And I said, you know what? I can certainly do that. So um, got three questions right here. First question is, and this is kind of building off what we were talking about a little bit yesterday. What 
do you see Arizona's hallmark being next year? Like, you know, when they get going, what is really going to be their, you know, their trait that they step back to? Well, it's always defense, right? Right. And and that's what Arizona is known for. And I think that with the players coming in, especially some of these um, transfers, Mm-hmm. They're known for their defense. So right. I think they fit Adia Barnes's system because of that. And that's part of the reason she chose them. Who's gonna be who's gonna be that end of game player? And again, there there is no Ari McDonald. Nobody's you know saying that, but you've got a Kate Reese, you've obviously got a Lavelle coming in. Is there, is that something that it's probably gonna take some time to uh, see? Will seniority play out? What's your vantage point say? Well, I would start out with Shayna Pellington. Mm-hmm. She had the two game winners last year. No doubt. And, um, and you know, she wants the ball at the end of the game. Right. She wants it. Now, it could be Jade. She could come in. We don't know how that plays out. It could be a Karen Gilbert. A right. Caitlin Gilbert, sorry. And, mm-hmm. um, and it could be you know, somebody that we're not expecting. So it will play out. Kate Reese, excellent, excellent player, but she's never been the one who grabs it at the end. And I think part of that's because it was Aries' job before. And then Shana sort of fit into that role last year. So we'll see. We don't know how, we really don't know how it'll play out, but Shana's always my number one because Mm -hmm. of what she did last season and I only expect her to want it more now. And, and, and I will say that that's a trait that not every player has. So you can be a great player like a Kate Reese or a Sam Thomas, and you could be not be the one who wants the ball at the end of the game. They're two separate things. So Shana is a really good player and she has that trait where it's like, give me the ball. I've always felt too that that's somewhat inherent, like that you kind of have that trait or you don't. They're like they're, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's like when somebody says, "I want to do something," when everybody's looking at me, but do you really? Because you don't know until you're really in that spot. So Shane is a great call on that one. I apologize, I didn't even think about that one. Um, all right, this one's fascinating. What do you think about a supersized lineup at times next year? Where you go with a Maya Naji, a Lauren Ware, a Kate Reese up front, and just go super big—is that something they're going to tinker with? Probably, mm-hmm. I, I think so. It depends on how they all mesh together, right? Um, and, and I think Maya is a player that can play with anybody. So right. I think that's the benefit, one of her benefits, and one of her um, really great skill sets is that she will be able to be that that mm-hmm. player that can you know, play with anybody and she doesn't care. Um, and, and it just works. So I definitely think that that could be something that we will see. Um, and then you have, you know, you have some others that, that, you know, they're bringing in some players that are mm-hmm. taller. Let's yeah. just say right, that right, besides right. my, uh, Naya, Maya, mm-hmm. Besides Maya. So many games going on right now. I got you. Right. They're all in my head. I was softball, then basketball right. here. Right. So, um, but but a lot of, you know, the players are getting bigger and stronger and that are coming in. So we could see a really strong, strong um, lineup in there. And again, the, the, the big thing is 
yeah, that works maybe, or that sounds great on maybe on the offensive side, but we have to see how they fit defensively. And that's always the key because it's defense first. Now there are much, many more weapons this year offensively. And so we just see, have to see how they, they fit together defensively. So last year, one of the issues was there was a really great defensive lineup, but then they didn't have the offensive right. power, right? right? They just didn't shoot and everything. It was kind of so, a whack-a-mole thing. You figure out one yeah. thing and then this opens up. Yeah. yeah. This year they won't have that problem because I think that a lot of these players who are coming in are two-way players right. and are strong enough to do that and, and focus on it. They're coming in with that focus. And so that's part of what's going to be different this year is that you have more players who are going to be able to do both. And that fits the system, right? That makes mm -hmm. the system even better. And then it can be tweaked and elevated. And we're going to see a much better team this year than we have in the past. All right. Before we sign off, and I, I thought of something that I wanted to throw off here, but real quick again, as you all know, DraftKings Sportsbook app, put in five bucks, $150 in free plays. If you bet on the NBA tonight and you're a new customer, um, I like the Miami Heat to win tonight. That's my DK pick of the week. So you know what? If you think I'm an idiot, go against me right there. Okay. You know what's cool though about watching, and we talked, you and I chatted about this a little bit last night, Aaron McDonald, Sam Thomas on the same court. What a great, and not that Adia uh, Barnes needs any more recruiting help because she obviously is doing, but you look at right now and you look at what that WNBA could look at over the next five, six years, where it could really be every single game. Oh, there's an ex-U of A basketball player. There's an ex-U of A basketball player. And it just really dawned on me for the first time today that you really could see over the next five or six years a proliferation of uh, Wildcats into the WNBA, which obviously before Dia got here really wasn't something that was ever really on the radar. So again, I was just watching. It was kind of a time and place, and it was cool to think about that you could be seeing a lot more of that in future years there, PJ. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And um, I think we've talked about this before, you know, the Ari McDonald story and the Sam Thomas story are two great stories, right? Mm -hmm. And and stories that every recruit is looking at on a on a game-by-game mm -hmm. -game basis right now. So Ari McDonald comes in here. She was a good player at Washington, mm -hmm. but she wasn't the Ari McDonald that we knew here. Right. That was the development of Adia Barnes and Salva Copa and how and and Ari McDonald working her butt off to get to become that good, right? It was the right. combination of things. So when you look at Ari and who she is today, a lot of that came from Arizona and from that development that both of those coaches had with her. So that's one story. And then everybody saw it out play out in the 2021 national championship run. Oh yeah. Right. right. So, so everybody sees that. Then you look at a Sam Thomas, who was a top 100 recruit, one of Adia Barnes's first recruit at Arizona. And she, she was underrated. She's mm -hmm. always been underrated. We all admit this. But mm -hmm. when you take a player like that, who then signs a training camp contract, right. makes a roster and the hardest league to make a roster, right? she's a professional player in the WNBA. And you look at the development 
and and everything that Adia Barnes and and the combination with Selva Copa did for Sam Thomas. And not only that, but when you look at Sam's story, you look at the fact that Adia Barnes knows just about everybody in the Correct. WNBA. Right. Right, they're right. either a former a good person to know for sure. Yeah. They're former teammate, former coach. She knows all the agents. She knows everything. She's the one that got Sam the contract, mm-hmm. the training camp contract, which started all this. Then it was just up to Sam to show what she's got. Right. Right. And so when you're recruiting, you're looking at this and they all want to play. They all want to be a professional athlete. Right. A professional right. basketball player in the WNBA. And you see a coach who not only coached you up and developed you, but then takes it to the next step and is basically your agent to get you that great training camp contract. Right. Uh, what else do you need? Right. It's like she, Adia Barnes hits every single checkbox when you're a kid and you want to play professionally. She's it. Who, who else is doing that? I don't see any other Right. A college coach doing that for their players. And Adia Barnes did that. And she will continue to do that. Is there any doubt that Sam Thomas, in some way, shape, or form, whether that's 10 years from now, 12 years from now, will be back on that Arizona sideline in some capacity? It just feels it just feels natural to be come back and be an assistant under Adia. She could be. She definitely right. could be. She has talked about, she started talking a little bit about wanting to be a coach. So, um, you know, Sam Thomas can do anything she wants. She could be president of the United States. Let's face it. She's smart. She's um, charming. Everybody loves Sam Thomas and she's a hard worker and um, she just touches everybody that she meets in such a special way. And if that were to happen somewhere down the road, that's great for Arizona basketball fans. All right, PJ, before we sign off, let the people out there know what your coming week's going to look like, because I think you're going to be traveling a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to be in Oklahoma City. I head out there Wednesday, and I'll be there until whenever the Wildcats finish playing. It's going to be a fun time out there. And everybody, We need you to stay as long as possible. We hope so. <laughs> She's PJ Brown from, uh, again, PJ, you're the absolute best. Follow her on Twitter, PJ Brown 09. Uh, get the Wildcaster app. Again, like she talked about, it's free. You can get all the right, you can get everything from everybody. Again, kind of a one-stop shop. Um, PJ, can't thank you enough and safe travels. You're the best. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you uh, later, Mike. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. That's PJ Brown. I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Mm-hmm.